the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Our opening prayer this morning, our opening collect, talked about increasing in us true religion. True religion. What is true religion? Our spiritual ancestors asked that question of themselves and took up their crosses and followed Jesus. Peter, who represents the church in today's gospel, remember last week got it right when he proclaimed Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. But this week he gets it flat wrong, right after saying that. Because what Peter expected of the Messiah was not what Jesus was talking about. Jesus is talking about going to Jerusalem and surrendering to the powers of the world and the powers of darkness and evil of his day. Peter was expecting something very different. Peter, you might say, is about what we normally expect when we think about a savior. Especially these days, we want someone to rescue us from the current moment, perhaps, from the trials and tribulations. And we often pray that way. We're blessed with a God who loves us so much, God is more than open to our prayers to be rescued. 
but God wants more of us than that. The mid-century Christian author C.S. Lewis was often asked, why is there evil in the world? And more to the point, why is there pain? The personal pain that we all carry. He struggled with that in his own writing, but he was often noted as saying when he was asked to speak, maybe, maybe it's because God wants us to grow up. Maybe that's what we mean by increasing in us true religion. We're fond of saying and laughing about our Southern Marin and probably all of Marin County tendency to dismiss religion and talk instead about spirituality. Our problem is not with the word religion, actually. Our problem is how we define it. When we think of religion, we think of stuffy rituals and we think of oppressive institutions. But in fact, the ancient language of religion is embedded in the word itself. It literally means to rebind or relink, to bring back together, if you like, God's family, and to bring us into that. And God wants us to participate in that. Like Peter, we would just be happy to sit back and watch the show or maybe wait around for God to come and rescue us. But Jesus says, no, you have to take up your cross and follow. Follow even into the jaws of death where Jesus is headed to confront the evils of this world. Only then, Jesus reminds his followers, will you be participating in the fullness of the kingdom that is promised? Only then, Jesus says, will you see the Son of Man coming in glory and the true judgment, the judgment that is God's and God's alone. This morning in our family service, a group of our children gathered and we talked about the crosses using a godly play enrichment lesson. The kids' favorite is also one of mine, and it just so happens it's one of the ones that are right behind me. There are two crosses up here in these windows that many of you probably don't see all that often. They're up here in the sanctuary. These are two of the most ancient crosses in Christianity. The one on the left is actually based on an Egyptian hieroglyph, which literally means life. And it has a ring around it as a symbol of eternity. So you can see that that window on the left means eternal life. But the kid's favorite was the one on the right. And I'll hold it up as they saw it in the lesson today. It is the anchor. 
In ancient times when Christians were persecuted, they sometimes had to turn to symbols that were a bit cryptic so they could conceal their faith in plain sight, if you like. And in some ancient Roman sarcophagi and burial places, you'll find Greek crosses and sometimes the symbol of the anchor. For whatever reason, it was the children who liked this one the best this morning. They drew it, they talked about it, and we reflected on it, the anchor. Think about it this way, Jesus as the anchor of our lives at this time, and true religion is what links us, like the chain links the boat to the anchor, to our God in Christ, not to hold us back, not to oppress us, not to imprison us, but to keep us steady on the path, the path of bearing our own crosses. It's not popular in America to talk about suffering we often think about it in medical terms or in political terms even. We talk about power and we look for political saviors. That's what we're doing this season yet again. But Jesus reminds us that that is not our true religion. Our true religion is found all over the scripture readings of today. True religion was about Jeremiah, who is having a kvetch, as Jeremiah often does. Jeremiah has a lousy job as prophet to people who are enamored of power and gain, and hoping that by some magical solution, God will drive out the Babylonians from their midst and restore the ancient kingdom that they so long for. Jeremiah has the terrible job of telling them no. The Babylonian captivity has already been worked into God's plan and we're going to have to endure it for quite a while. You can imagine that did not make Jeremiah popular, and he's finally had enough in today's reading, and he complains to God that no one is listening to him, so why bother? And God says, stick with it. Bear the burden, follow the call, stay the course. You don't need to turn. Stay the course and wait for the people of God to turn to your words. Jeremiah learned true religion by remaining faithful even when he wasn't successful. And of course, now we remember him. We remember him most of all because in a way, Jeremiah was right. It was the forge of the Babylonian captivity that gave the ancient people of God a new way of understanding their identity 
and to come back from that captivity, not just with their tribal God, Yahweh, but with a God that they suddenly recognized was far greater than any tribal God they had ever had or imagined. That Yahweh, whose name literally means I am, was God of the cosmos, of the universe. And even the great empires that would always be coming through the land of the ancient people of God, even the great empires were in God's hands ultimately. That God was the final judge and arbiter and that the people of God were not called to political victory or great success or even military conquest. They were called to be witnesses of this great God who bore no name and yet was the God of all being. Paul writes, to the early Christian community in Rome, let love be genuine. Leave vengeance to God. Set aside, Paul is saying, all of the games of power that we like to play long enough to see that God is at work, not in the ways that we leverage power, but in the ways that we love one another in the ways we surrender to one another, in the ways that we set ourselves aside long enough to leave room for the other. And in that, we see the beginning of the kingdom. That is our call as Christian community in this time, and actually in every time, but think about it this way, in all of the trials and tribulations of our common life, we find this a moment of revelation, revealing to us what is truly important, our call to love, to serve, to be there for others more than we are for ourselves to set aside that everything that this world holds dear in the ways of power and embrace the ways of the kingdom to shoulder our crosses and help others do the same and follow Jesus in the path that leads not only to salvation but to a renewal of everything. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. 
We hope to greet you in person very soon.